With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to The Midday Grind with Martin Kilcoin and Charlie Marlowe on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Outcast bring us back in the midday grind, 590 The Fan, 590TheFan.com. Charlie Marlowe, Martin Kilcoin, Brian Hoffman, co-host of the baseball show coming up. And also Lucas Jones. Right now, we're going to talk with the all-time leading scorer in terms of kickers in the history of the NCAA. A local kid from Belleville West just finished his football career at Oklahoma. Austin Seibert joining us on the program. How you doing, Austin? Good. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. So yesterday, you were telling me you're meeting with agents, hopefully for your NFL career. Tell us how that all goes down. And also, because in college at Oklahoma, you're a kicker and a punter. Are you still trying for both in the NFL, or are you focusing on kicking or punting? Yeah, so with the agent process, it's a bunch of interviews, um, narrowing down uh, people, seeing who they've represented, and uh, it's a hard decision. Uh, It's not easy at all, so you really have to take your time with it and just analyze and ask tons of questions and narrow it down, and I'm getting close to that. Um, So, And then with the NFL right now, it's, they're looking at me being a kicker and a kickoff guy and then having punting as a backup. So um, I really haven't gotten into depth with coaches and things like that on where they see me, but that's what I've been told. So that's what I'm going to roll with right now. So, Yeah, so are kickers and punters invited to the combine, or is that a different scenario? Uh, they are. Uh, it's very few. Um, and I plan on being at the combine um this is in this february so that'll be very fun and a good experience to have how about the four-year experience for you oklahoma with the sooners uh coaching change happens along the way baker mayfield you got like heisman winners you're playing in big games just recap the career for us and i'm sure i'm guessing the decision to go there paid off for you big time yeah no uh, i wouldn't change going there for the last four years for anything uh, the, the things that I've experienced, the people I've been around, the games I've played in, and the championships that I've won, I mean, you can't, you can't, you can, you can dream about it, really. So it's kind of awing, and it's very cool to say that I played with two Heisman winning quarterbacks. I won four Big 12 championships. I played in three playoff games. Um, things like that, I mean, it, the memories that I have, I mean, are priceless, and it's just unbelievable, the, the career and how far football has brought me. We're talking with Austin Seibert from Belleville West, Oklahoma kicker and punter. You mentioned playing with two Heisman Trophy winners, Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield. What's it been like for you watching Baker Mayfield his first year with the Browns? I mean, he's always interesting. He's fun. Give give us a Baker Mayfield story. Anything you can tell us, uh, something funny from a huddle or playing with him last year, last couple years? Uh, well, on the field, Baker's a very energetic guy. Um, he has a lot of moxie, and he brings 
an attitude to the table, and he carries that onto the field, and it influences his teammates. Um, for as stories go, uh, I really don't have too many <laughs> stories on Baker. I mean, he carried himself pretty well in the locker room and was a likable guy. So, um, yeah, I mean, I was I wasn't super close with him, but I I we were acquaintances and um, we we helped each other win games. So it was it was definitely fun playing with him and getting to be around that. And then with Kyler, they're like they're kind of opposites. Kyler's more laid back and reserved, whereas Baker is more outgoing and um, and on the field. And like he's uh, very big into uh, media and things like that. So, so Austin, take us back to last Saturday. I thought this was going to be uh, a close game versus Alabama. It ends up being an eleven point game. Bama could have scored at the end there, but basically, take us through when you're on the sideline and you're playing in that game. What happened that first quarter? I mean, I don't think anybody expected, even though Alabama's a great program, for that thing to be 28-zip early. Yeah, no, I don't think any of us were expecting that either. Um, in that first quarter, I think, is what did it to us. Because um, the last three, we were we dominated Alabama. I thought they were dead tired. Um, and you could see it. You could feel it, too. They didn't. If that game would have gone 10 more minutes, we would have ended up winning. But, um, yeah, no, I think just – some early momentum uh, pushed them over the edge, and that's the thing that you don't want. And it happened, and we fought back. And I think it shows the character of our team this year, because we've been in so many tight games. You just never give up because you never know what's going to happen. Like when we played Texas, we were down 21. We scored 21 points in like five minutes. So you can't count us out ever. And we fought, chipped our way back into it. And just a shame the first quarter went that way. You guys are a big-time program, but when you're about to play Alabama and what they've been over the last decade, anything intimidating at all about them? Uh, how did you approach that? I mean, because you guys, are, like I said, you're a big-time program, great history, but is there any kind of mystique these days playing Alabama? Uh, personally, no. Um, I, we're, we're the best in the Big 12, have been for the last four years, um, and we've won very big games, and none of none of our guys were – timid or afraid to go play Alabama if anything we were hungry and if you don't if we don't play that first quarter that way we beat them um and that's just I mean we ended up losing but you can tell when you're if you're at the game and on the field you could tell that Alabama really didn't want any part of our offense and our defense was was uh doing pretty well as well the the rest of the quarters so uh no I don't there wasn't any any kind of Second thoughts and special teams. We dominated in special teams that game too. So, now I'm thinking Stoops re- recruited you, right, Bob Stoops? Yeah, Coach Stoops and Coach Bulwer did. Yeah, and so then you had the coaching change there. It seems like though it was seamless into Lincoln Riley. Did it catch you guys off guard when Stoops left? Um, yeah, it was kind of a shock, but at the same time, we knew that he was getting older and and whatnot, and his sons were going to go play in college, and they ended up coming to Oklahoma. But uh, I think he wanted to step back and just watch his son play football rather than be coaching all the time. And with the transition with Coach Riley, uh, is, it's second to none. I mean, he's awesome. And uh, I think it was a great fit and a great move with the program, honestly. And they've both been super impactful to me, and I, I love both those guys. And what's it like Saturday game day, Norman? How many guys are coming around? I mean, do the old timers, the Billy Sims of the world, or Barry Switzer, do these guys Boz. come back and Brian Bosworth? Are these guys around the program? Yeah, so on, on game day, we stay in a hotel on the night before and we'll bus over. But at our games, we'll have, we've had 
uh, Russell Westbrook. We've had uh, Kevin Durant at a couple, uh, Toby Keith, uh, Jr. Uh, Jr. What's his name? Uh, he's a big WD, WWE guy. I forget his last name. Jr. Smith, maybe no. Um, we've we've had we've had a lot of Jim Ross. Jim Ross. Jim Ross. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he's uh he's a good dude. But uh, no, um, we've had a lot of celebrities. It's pretty cool seeing those guys like that. So look at this: eleven and two, eleven and two, twelve and two. Twelve and two. That's a whole decent, hell, whole hell of a lot of wins. <laughs> so in your four years playing for the Sooners, you lost a combined eight games. I'll use my CBC math here real quick: twenty-two, thirty, forty-six and eight during your stay in Norman. That's a pretty good run. Yeah, no, it is. It's it's awesome. Um, definitely kept that winning tradition alive um, because the year before I came in, I think the program went eight and five. And as soon as I got on campus, it was a mission to go uh, to go win a Big 12 championship, and it's been carried that way the last four years. And just saying, some of the games I've played in, like Tennessee is my by far my favorite game that I've played in my freshman year. Um, it's it's unbelievable, really. And the teams that we've lost to, sure, we've given up maybe one or two wins, we, or losses we shouldn't have lost, but the other ones have been dogfights, so... And Austin, I think one of the most fun things about college football and the college football playoff is the fan bases and also the fan bases repping their conferences, Big Ten, SEC, Big 12. So obviously just tell us what it's like. You guys lose on Saturday, so you're down in the dumps, but then all the Georgia players are tweeting that night that, okay, the best four teams weren't in. And then, of course, Georgia lays a bit of an egg and loses to Texas. I saw you and some of your teammates kind of uh, uh, chirping back a little bit on Twitter after that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, when let's just say they weren't the brightest, um, you're not supposed to get on social media and do that um, because it, one, it fuels the other team, and two, you just look stupid when you lose like that. So, uh, and I have no, I don't, I don't respect Georgia at all, along with some other SEC teams, but that's me. Um, so there's a very, there's few teams that I just despise of and don't like, and Georgia's one of them. But uh, just how they carry themselves, and you could see that on social media. But, uh, yeah, you shouldn't do that because it's not good. Love it. Bold words from Austin Seibert. Appreciate the time, sir. Thanks for joining us. Great career after Belleville West at Oklahoma. Kicker, punter, all-time leading scorer in the history of the NCAA. That's pretty awesome as a kicker, and good luck now in your NFL future. Appreciate the time, sir. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. All right. That's Austin Seibert joining us here on the Midday Grind, 590 The Fan, 590TheFan.com. Charlie Marlowe, Martin Kilcoin, Brian Hoffman, Lucas Jones, how about that at the end there? What did he say? I don't respect Georgia at all. I yeah. love that. There also a little bit of history, right? The Rose Bowl last year. I forgot the particulars. Had to double check. Oklahoma lost the Rose Bowl last year to Georgia, fifty-four forty-eight. Great game in double. That was a fantastic game. Double overtime. Take that, Frank, and all your NFL love. Why don't you just watch the the Rose Bowl from last year? Talk about that. Hey, look who's here. The doctors in the house. Doctor Hummel is here. Good Scott evening. Hummel, czar at our little haven, yeah. and uh, really just a chance to thank everybody for, over the years even, being involved with the program. Merry Christmas. Can I still say that? Kind of late. <laughs> happy holidays. Happy New well, Year. How about happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and Happy New Year. Okay. It's January 4th. You can still say Happy New Year, right? I think so. And if you haven't, what if I haven't seen somebody next week and it's Wednesday? Can I say Happy New Year? You Holiday can. Holiday blessings to you. 
Holiday blessings. What about that? New Year's greetings. <laughs> Chris Berman, his thing was always to be the yeah. first person to Correct. wish everybody a happy Halloween. He would do it in like September, <laughs> right? My mom, we're in a group text on Sunday the 23rd, and my stepmother's on there, my sister, like some family people are on this group text. It's Sunday, December 23rd, and my mom texts out, Merry Christmas, everyone. I'm like, no, no, not fair. You can't do that on Sunday. <laughs> so she's the first to do it. So next year, you watch. Mom, if you're listening, it's coming. On the 22nd. She's going to do it. No, I'm going to do it. Oh, you're going to do it. I might even do it on the 20th. You're turning the tables. Yes. Merry Christmas ahead of time. Anyway, Scott well, you know is Glenn here. Heitman. You've met Glenn, our yep. friend Glenn. So Glenn is takes great pride in having his family Christmas card in your mailbox that Friday after Thanksgiving. Wow. That's a little calls, too organized. He calls and says, did you get me? Scarred. <laughs> yes, Glenn. So he's, we got checking. he's checking. He's checking. See, I'm thinking about doing the opposite. We just had a great family picture the other day on New Year's, and I said, "Let's just send it out in the middle of February and say Happy 2019, and just be the last." What the heck? Isn't last the new new? I mean, in in a theory, if it's so late, it's actually early. It's also good too because Think about it. you can keep all the cards you get from other people, and you know to send them all back to the people that gave you one. You know what I'm saying? You have to make up sometimes because sometimes you get a card. You forgot to send that person a card, and you feel kind of bad about it? I love our listeners, because you never know who's listening. You can make fun of Keith Kachuk, and he'll text in easy now. You're like, whoops. Floyd Irons, legendary Vashon coach, texted in, Happy New Year. He just wanted to play ball. <laughs> so, Scott, uh, how, were, how were the holidays for our friends at our little haven? Everybody is doing – it was awesome. Everybody's doing great. I was laughing because uh, – I forget my days mixed up with the holidays. but This is weird, isn't it? Like, it today is, is Friday. It didn't feel yeah, like it. No. My, earlier in the week, um, had a gentleman call in response. He said, I, I heard um, I heard about Arlo Haven on that Martin Kilcorn show. Oh, well, that counts. <laughs> Absolutely. Is there another guy? Do you think like on Y98 in the mornings, there's a guy, hey, Kilcorn here. <laughs> could there very, was a corn could guy. Well Who was the corn guy? Corn? Gary Kornfeld, of course. No. There uh, was a corn, corn guy in a country or something. Station. Yeah, he was real popular. Cornbread. Cornbread, I'm sorry. Yes. That's, that's why did we know that. But everything's great. We had a great Christmas. Thank you all. Martin, thank you for your support, all you guys. Martin's team, the Kilcorn team The, the Kilcorn sure. team. Kilcorn team here. Uh, we're grateful for the support. It was uh, tremendous. Uh, just the response was overwhelming, significant. Lots of people were able to make an, uh, an impact on the kids in the community. Uh, and fill up those cookie jars. So it was uh, it was quite an experience. So and you're getting radio offers now, like Charlie Brennan wants you to sit in with him. Sure, yeah. So I think oh, Dr. We... Hummel is now <laughs> yeah, right. a thing, yeah, a radio no, character. I don't, I don't think that'll happen. We can get Chris Munoz on there, but not me. Uh, next up is, of course, we have the trivia night. Trivia night. I got asked to do something, and I looked at the date, and I think it's the 26th of January. And? And I said, I don't. I don't think I can do that night. Why can't Why? I? I'm like, oh, wait a minute. It's always the Saturday before the Super Bowl. Right. It's kind of a dead weekend. Right. We have the Our Little Haven. The Haven Club has their annual trivia night. Right. So the Haven the... Club's our young professional group, and for years they've been sponsoring or hosting, I guess, the uh, the trivia night. Are you not going to be there? No, I'm going to be oh, there. Oh, okay. Well, don't so, do Did that I not finish this? St- Come on, Kilcoy. Well, you, st- you kind of left it hanging No, I, I got confused. For, I don't oh, write uh, anything down. Well, I know that. And it drives my wife crazy. She I would says, imagine. She says, just put it in your phone, put it in your phone. I'm like, no, let's have a doctor's appointment. That's on the 21st of February. And she's like, just write it down. HIPAA. You just it's kind of a, I just outed myself. <laughs> yeah. But if people would like to join us, we can always squeeze in. Another. It's always a fun, lively. It's not one of these trivia nights either where you got to bring 
you know, a dictionary. Yeah, you know, Stephen Hawking's cousin. No. I mean, no, this is yeah, it's fun. It's a yeah, light. It read. is fun. It's been I don't know how many years we've been doing it. A long time, and you've been gracious enough to host it for a long time. And uh, oh yeah, you keep it fun. It, it's light. It's it's uh, you don't have to be an Einstein to to be there. And uh, uh, all the snacks, uh, adult beverages. Bring your own. And Hoff, they always have good craft beer mixed Ooh. in, too. There's always a unique selection of beers. That's right. We I know your guy Fitz makes sure that they have some unique Absolutely. beers. Absolutely. We get our friends involved, and, and they come. Uh, so it's at uh, the Psy Commons, which is at St. Louis University High School. They have a big, beautiful auditorium that they welcome us there. And you're there, and lots of questions and fun. And I guess the last couple of years, we've I don't know how many people have been there. It's been a lot of people. Yeah, it's a great if – you, if you like going to trivia – or you just want a night out because it's kind of a blah time of the year. It's a Saturday night, the 26th of January. It's the annual trivia night for Our Little Haven. Just go online, yep. ourlittlehaven.org. I'm sure our friends, the uh, Newbold, to be there. And oh, yeah. I, I thought of them recently because I lug around this backpack, my Marquette backpack, like I'm 20. Right. And the other day I was like, God, this thing is so heavy. And like everyone, these guys see me gut it every once in a while. He has 10 full water bottles <laughs> that have all been in there for the last three From weeks. a Rams flight across yeah. country a few years ago. And I'm like, I got to. There was a bottle, a bottle of wine, wine. I knew you were from Noble Ice. I'm like, right. oh my god, I could have had this over the holidays. <laughs> yeah, uh, they'll be they'll be there. Chrissy and Billy and and the Nolans often come. It's just it's just a fun it's a fun night. It's easy, uh, no stress. Uh, some people take it uh, serious enough to 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 vie for the championship. And other people don't really care. They're just there to to have a couple. Pretzel boy pretzels and and uh, uh, beverage or two and just enjoy themselves. You guys so. are rolling into what'll be your twenty seventh year here coming up. Well, no, you know what? Right, uh, it depends on how you measure it. We had this conversation before because oh Martin didn't uh, write it down. He yeah. didn't write it down. Well, no, ninety three. So this would be the twenty sixth anniversary. But then you get into the your well, 27th see, that's the question. Year. Are we in the twenty seventh year? Are we the twenty sixth year? I don't know. We opened in March in nineteen ninety three. So whatever that means, it'll be your twenty sixth anniversary. Correct. I'm just taking your word for it. Coming up. All right. How about that? Dr. Homo, Scott Homo, all the great work he and Kathleen have done over the years. Thanks, everybody, for being a part of it as well. And you can continue to support these folks at OurLittleHaven.org. Doctor, great to see you. Thank you. We're grateful, Martin. Sincerely. Good to it, see it you. Was, it, was, uh, it was a terrific opportunity to invite the community to help, and people responded uh, in, in great fashion. So and thank all, you. And all sorts of great events coming up, not just the uh, trivia. We'll have the gala. We'll, just, we'll keep you in the loop here. On the Kilcorn Show. Yeah, show. with hey. cornbread. Kilcorn and cornbread. <laughs> All right, time now for the end of the day. The end of the day. Okay, when's the end of the day? At the end of the day, it's going to be tough to tell someone they might not be in it. At the end of the day, even though there's moments where you're like, oh, I, you know, I don't want to do this. Uh, one of our texters chiming in, Chuck, to your point, about that first wild card game that ESPN gets and part of their NFL package that they spend a lot of money on. Uh, this year, Way too much. Colts-Texans. Last year was Titans-Chiefs. Year before that was Raiders Texans. Year before that was Chiefs Texans. All all those teams went on to lose the following round. Coincidentally, to New England. It kind of always feels like the old Thursday night matchups. So like, eh. Before they were good, of course, on Fox and uh, or the new Spectrum Monday night and Tribune. It always it's, seemed like because every now and again NBA TV gets playoff games that always used to be reserved for like Atlanta Hawks or Orlando Magic pl- like playoff games. Like, and eh, no one really wants to watch them, but we got to air them. Let's throw them on the on the bad network that not many people get. When they roll out the broadcast schedule for the playoffs, football, every you know they're in the room like, all right, Texans in it, yeah, I'd right, stick them in that early slot Saturday. Who are they playing? Okay, perfect. 
Get it out of the way. What's Cowboys. The biggest market. Because NBC will get that, that wild card weekend. The biggest market remaining. Chicago, okay, throw them on NBC. And the weird thing is Houston's a big TV market. Isn't it like top yeah. six, seven or something like that? But nobody cares. Like the Astros are like a small market team more or less. It does feel like that. And yet it's a huge TV market. The Texans can be a really fun team to watch, though. They have a really good defense. And if those guys are clicking, Watson and Hopkins, they can put up a lot of points. And I know uh, Frank's very worried about this charter black, I think. I won't be watching the Bears-Eagles game, of course, because there's a billboard from the union that says Correct. turn off Channel 5, so I cannot support. <laughs> Let's start uh, chanting it. Turn off five. Channel 5. Turn off 5. Turn off 5. Turns out, turns out a lot of people have. Which yeah. road team wins this weekend? Road team. So it's Eagles. Colts. It's Colts at Texans. Texans, yeah. Chargers at Ravens. Eagles I think at Seattle. Bears, Seattle at I Dallas. like the two NFC road teams, Seattle and Eagles. Okay. The Cowboys are really good at home, though. I'm gonna have to say I'm gonna have to say the Eagles. Yeah. Eagles are hot right now. Is there value anywhere, Chuck? <laughs> but you could also Chargers see them. Look, will, Chargers look. will lay an egg. That's what I'm. Gonna... I can see that. I think I think the Eagles though. The last couple games and Nick Foles has taken over and he's four and one whatever. Do you really think they're that good though? Because they were they were a middling team the whole season coming off winning the Super Bowl. I just wonder. You're at the Bears. Bears have a fantastic defense. But uh, Nick Foles has been super hot. I, my theory is the Bears are not quite ready for prime time. They may, as Tony would say, spook, spook? on the big stage. Buh. But then the spook. Eagles have nothing. What do they care? They already won the Super Bowl. Veteran team. House money. St. Nick. House money. There it is. That was just, You're like uh, Al Michaels. It takes like 10 seconds. It, it, there's the Al Michaels <laughs> drinking game. How long until he mentions the spread? That's why he makes it fun. Same with Musburger. And he'll be doing that Eagles game. Was, hey, they were here with house money. Was that mentioned on the Rose Bowl broadcast at late... Touchdown and then the missed two point conversion, kind of messing up the line. Was that brought up at all by Fowler? I I can't remember, but the same thing. You know, we're talking with Austin Seibert. Musburger would have oh, mentioned something. for sure. And look, at the end of that game, when it's Bama Oklahoma, Bama absolutely could have scored there, yes. and that would have swung every bet. It would have swung the side and the total right there. So half of betters were cheering right there, and and half of them were uh, crying. This because always, one touchdown would have changed every single bet. This is always deeply weird to me. So the Steelers have a defensive coordinator, Keith Butler. And I knew that the Steelers had a defensive coordinator. Yes. I did not know his name. Okay. But I like how you said, they have a defensive coordinator. I'm like, I bet they do. This is where it gets weird to me, because they just fired Joey Porter, who was their outside linebackers coach. And they have also, who apparently is staying, Jerry Oslaski their inside <laughs> linebackers coach. And it's weird that one football feels the need to have this much of a specified Correct. coaching staff, but also maybe other sports should embrace that. Maybe okay, the Cardinals have a hitting coach. Why not a top-of-the-order coach, hitting coach? Why not a mm. power-hitting coach? Why not a bunting coach who you fire every year because he's the bunting coach? feels no like a hot take coach. that I would save for the baseball, baseball show. show. i got to be honest. Three I wouldn't minutes. play that card it's now. It's odd to me that football feels in the It's ridiculous. The short answer is staff. it's ridiculous. It is, and it gets back to, we always talk about with Spags. It is, Spags. It's, it's buddies <laughs> giving their buddies yes. a job. They yes. make up a job like pass rush coordinator. I'm telling you, the other day, Ohio State hired this guy from Oklahoma State, paying him something like almost a million dollars a year to be the – Passing game coordinator, not the offensive coordinator, 
the passing game coordinator. The Steelers have an offensive coordinator, who's also the quarterback's coach, an offensive line coach in Mike Munchak, and an assistant offensive line coach in Sean Serrett. Yep, they have an assistant to basically an assistant offensive coordinator. Then the then the O-line goes, <laughs> hey, why don't you work with the center today? Just give him a couple of reps. <laughs> That's the end of the day. End of the week. End of the week, but the baseball show baseball debuts show, at baseball. the top of the hour. I'm staying in here. I'm just going to stay in the studio. <laughs> You're like the slop. Andy and <laughs> Tuna and Strickland refuse to leave every Friday at 11 o'clock. Frank has to kick him out. He literally kicks him out on the air. Charlie's like, hey, guys, we talking some ball here next? Talking to baseball? Frank just goes, get out. Rammer, Hewer, Hoffman next. It's the debut of the 5 down to the Fan baseball show. We'll see you back here on Monday. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.